All I was doing was aspiring for a look, an appearance. That doesn't necessarily create internal change. And this is where I think it's so complicated because I 100% believe the way we dress can change the way we feel, but I think it can easily lead us down a path where we are dressing for other people and we are trying to play someone else's role. I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend my life playing the role of somebody else. And there's a good chance that the person who I'm playing is just playing the role of someone else. And we're all just making up these made up personalities rather than just allowing ourselves to rock our own personality. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Today, I have a really yummy podcast topic for you. Not literally yummy, but something that just kind of clicked in my head this morning. So I actually had a follower reach out to me and ask if I was writing a book yet. And the truth is I have had a book brewing in the back of my mind for so long, but it has taken me a while to kind of sort through how I want it to go. And I started kind of jotting down some ideas for myself and just had this big revelation. So the idea for my book is basically that I think we all start out as kids. I mean, I think we all do, right? Unless you've got something going on that I don't know about. We all come onto this earth as kids. And when we're born, we kind of have everything we need. We kind of have who we already are. And then we go through life and we translate messages from those around us and our different circumstances and situations kind of give us these beliefs that we start to live by that maybe shift us away from our natural self. That was what my, my minimalist journey, my self-growth journey was all about, was kind of just allowing and giving myself permission to get back to who I originally was. However, I realized this morning as I was kind of jotting down these notes that I also, I don't want to, I mean, I guess I struggled with my shopping addiction, yes. 
and began accumulating stuff all in the pursuit of better. Um, I wanted to level up in life. I wanted a different life than the one I was currently living. And I used stuff to make it happen, sort of. I think we've all heard that, you know, dress for the role that you want, not the role that you've got. And I totally believe in that kind of thing because I feel I am one of those purse people. Okay. So it is 9am. I've been up for about three hours and I am fully dressed, makeup on. I didn't really do my hair, but it's mostly done. And I'm sitting in my dark closet and I have nowhere to go today. I have back-to-back meetings today, but I love being ready for the day. It makes me feel so much better. I envy people who can just exist comfortably in sweatpants. People who just show up in their sweatpants with maybe no bra, no makeup, and they're just content. I would die. (laughs) Not because I didn't want people to see me like that necessarily, but I feel different inside. Internally, there's a shift when I take the time to dress myself. Um, Even if it takes me like 10 minutes to just throw on um, some jeans and a shirt or leggings and a top and do my quick makeup routine. It's a very half-assed makeup routine, guys, but I feel so much better. So I'm a big believer in the fact that if we shift the way we dress, you know, we can really change our lives. And that's what's so tricky. But what I think a lot of us have done, what I know I did, was rather than finding the clothes that felt good for me, that made me feel good, that it, that highlighted who I am, I went through a big phase of life where I wore what other people were wearing because I looked to those other people and thought, they're better than me. They've got the answers I don't have. I want to be them. If I want to be them, I need to dress like them. Does that make sense? Dress for the role you want, but then we get so distracted looking at that role that we kind of can easily become consumed and lost with who that person is. And we think in order to have what they have or achieve what they have, we need to dress like them. We need to be like them. We need to do everything that they do. This is something I got stuck in for so long and was why my minimalism journey was so healing for me because it was a way of going, okay, I have been dressing the part of too many other people I don't even know who I am anymore. I'm lost in this pretend role that I've wanted for myself. And now the the great thing is, is I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with this. I feel like it was just part of my learning process because what I was thinking back on this morning was I, and I want it to be clear, like I'm so thankful for so many of the things that my parents did. I know my mom actively worked to give me a better life than what she had. She, you know, she took her parent, her experiences with being parented and her childhood and said, I am never going to do that for my kid. I'm never going to do that to my daughter. Right. I know she stepped up and I know she did what she could. And in his way, I've spent time thinking about this too. My dad was an alcoholic. He died when I was 19, but the more I've learned about my grandfather and my dad's upbringing, I realized that my dad did that in his own way too. Now, 
all of us are inevitably going to be a little bit screwed up somehow, whether it's our parents or something else in life, right? And we can look at our circumstances or where we came from and decide that we want better. I think both of my parents did that for me. They both decided they wanted to treat me better or, or show up differently than their parents had showed up. And I'm so thankful for that. And now I went through multiple divorces, a lot of broken homes in my childhood. And I decided I got to a point, you know, I was like, I don't want that for me. I already had one failed marriage under my belt by the time I was 20. I don't know if you could even call it a failed marriage. It was just one of those things that young, dumb teenagers do, right? I got married when I was 19. Uh, and I was ready for divorce by the time I was 20. It was 10 months later. It was very short-lived. But I was like, you know, I don't want this to be a pattern for myself. I don't want to always be unhappy and discontent. I want a home. I want a family. You know, and, and this was also my dad died. I got married. I got divorced. It just was a lot of stuff that happened back to back in my life. And I thought, I want better. I don't want this. And it was, wasn't long after I moved home, after I started the divorce process that I met Tom. I met Tom and I met his two daughters, Mary Jane and Destiny. And I knew I would be full-time responsible for raising Destiny. And I was 20 at the time, you know, wore a lot of Hollister t-shirts and stuff. And I felt like I was much older than the other 20 year olds around me. You know, life had dealt me quite a few tough cards in the last few years and it, it made me grow, grow up. I shifted. And so I thought, you know, if I want people to take me seriously while I'm acting as a mom to this five-year-old girl, I need to dress seriously. I need to dress the role. And part of it was that I'm so short. So I was like, I know I look young and I know I'm short. I can't really change my face. Um, and I don't necessarily want to. So I'll add some height. That was my thought. I'll add height. Then I look older. People will take me more seriously if I'm wearing heels, right? I mean, I remember being in third grade and I had a pair of like probably one inch heels on and I was clicking down the hallway and there were some girls walking in front of me and they turned around like big wide eyes because they heard me clicking behind them. And I know they were like, oh my gosh, is that a teacher? They thought I was a teacher. And I remember being eight-year-old me was like, yeah, you thought I was a teacher. I felt so big and so powerful because I had my heels on. So I thought, okay, time to wear heels again. Um, I, all I, I went from tennis shoes to high heels because I wanted to be seen as someone who could be a mother figure. I wanted to be seen as someone who could be a responsible adult. And my brain somehow was like, oh, high heels. That's all it takes. Yep. And then you've got this, you know, and I let myself believe that for so long. And then, you know, after I became a mom, I had this fear of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be attractive anymore. My husband's, you know, going to leave me. I don't know where all of these nonsense beliefs came from, but I had this fear that I was just going to be a frumpy mom. And most of my friends didn't have kids yet. So I didn't want them to think that being a mom had just ruined my life and I was just a total loser now. And I also didn't want my husband to see me as just this like vomit covered mom, which is what I was most of the time. But because I had that panic that these people would perceive me differently, I really worked to 
continue to maybe dress kind of young and a little bit sexier. And I kept the high heels on because I really wanted to all around look like I could still be like a hot mom. I wanted to be a hot mom. So I started dressing the part. I cannot tell you how much I hate admitting this, but I'm getting better and better at it. That my main goal in life was to be like a hot mom, to be a MILF. Talk about low bar, you know? I think back and I'm like, that was your goal. That's who you wanted to be. And I recently saw something on TikTok and I can't remember what it's called. Maybe you know. It's like, a Range Rover mom or something like that. Basically a mom who drives a Range Rover um, and kind of has the sleek black, all black, minimalist aesthetic. And I saw it and I was like, oh God, I dress like that so many days. I hope people don't think I'm trying to be like a Range Rover mom or whatever the heck it's called. I can't even think. But I was like, ladies, I see all these moms wanting to fit into that trend or that's who they aspire to. And it's like, you're all you're doing All I was doing was aspiring for a look, an appearance that doesn't necessarily create internal change. And this is where I think it's so complicated because I 100% believe the way we dress can change the way we feel, but I think it can easily lead us down a path where we are dressing for other people and we are trying to play someone else's role. I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend my life playing the role of somebody else. And there's a good chance that the person who I'm playing is just playing the role of someone else. And we're all just making up these made up personalities rather than just allowing ourselves to rock our own personality. And I was thinking about that a lot this morning. All the things that I thought that I needed to up-level my life. I wanted to create a stable marriage, so I felt like I had to dress sexy, right? I wanted to create a stable home or be seen as a good mom, so I felt like I needed heels. And this is something I've shared with you guys before and something that took me a while to understand about that. When we bought our big home, that was also part of it. I thought the big, beautiful home was like the final piece to the happy family puzzle. And when it didn't, equal happy family. It actually was the opposite. Part of me felt robbed. Like what the heck? Like I could, I accumulated all the right pieces to my puzzle. Why isn't this working for me? It was so frustrating. And man, I think so many of us are doing this and we might not even be aware of it. We're still all just dressing the part. So first of all, I mean, with anything, I think the first step is to be aware of this to ask yourself, you know, do I actually want to wear this? What do I think I'm going to accomplish by wearing this, by buying this, by owning this? How do I think my life is going to change? This is the key foundation of what I teach in shopping rehab is understanding what our deeper desire is. And I could say for me, it was love. It was connection and it was stability. I wanted stability so bad. And I mean, what's more stable than a big home with a huge mortgage, right? You're not going anywhere (laughs) with that. Um, Those were really the things that I was craving. It wasn't ever the stuff that made me happy. And if anything, 
the more I chased the stuff and still found myself unhappy, the more I just kept turning to stuff to try to fill the void, but it never was. So something that I did that was really healing and that I think back on a lot now was, first of all, I started to see my younger self in my daughter, my daughter, Kata, when she was born. I saw pieces of her and I thought, oh my gosh, like I was like that. I remember being like that. Where the hell did that girl go in me? The fun, adventurous, silly, goofy, kind of sassy girl. Like I miss her. I want her back. And that was part of more of my self-growth journey, more of my self-discovery journey. But also I'm so lucky to have home videos. My grandpa, my papa took so many home videos. He was one of the proud owners of those giant camcorders that you propped up on your shoulder. And I've got more videos than most people. And so I've, I've gone back and I've watched those videos and man, I love that little girl that I see. I'm maybe three in some of the videos and, uh, I'm just not trying to please anybody. And it is very obvious and I love it. There are times where I get sassy with the people who are talking to me. I remember there's a clip where my dad calls Miss Piggy a pig. He was like, Miss Piggy is a pig, you know, or something. And again, this is all about those messages we get translated. I'm assuming I heard probably my mom shamefully call herself a pig when she was feeling fat or, you know, she was feeling bad about herself. And so I associated the word pig as like a very terrible mean, mean word, you know? So when my dad called Miss Piggy a pig, I was like, she's not a pig. I started to defend Miss Piggy hardcore and rightfully so, right? Don't bad talk Miss Piggy. Okay. And my dad's going, she's a pig. Like I'm, she's, that's what she is, (laughs) you know? And I was like, I don't want to hear it. I was so upset, but I was like, gosh, I love, I love that girl. I love that fight. And the look in my eyes of don't you dare talk bad about my friend like that. Cause I've lost a lot of that as I got older and I've continually worked to get back to it. And that's why the minimalism decluttering process was so huge for me. It was going into my closet and letting go of any of the roles I've been playing, any of the parts I've been playing. I mean, literally, I guess it's like a, like a dressing room closet of all of the parts I've been playing to try to keep other people happy or try to make myself happy, try to meet my internal needs that really can't be met through the right sweater or a pair of shoes. You know, we like to think that they can. And I guess what I want to do today is remind you that if you are working to level up your life, I think this is something I didn't say yet, but when you're working to level up your life, like I said, I was working to create a stable family and I had no examples of how to do that. I didn't know how to be the people that I wanted to be. I didn't know how to be the person I wanted to be. I didn't know how to create the home I wanted to create. And you probably feel the same way if you are working to create a better family, if you are working to create a better financial situation, if you are working to up level at your job and you really want to accomplish something huge or massive or amazing, and you don't know how because you never saw anyone else do it. It's so natural for us to look for someone who has, right? And that's what I did. I looked to external sources and people who were doing it. Even if it was movies, which was probably not a good idea. Movies isn't reality, Renee. But I kind of think that process is okay for a while. 
because otherwise, you know, what do you do? Just kind of try? For me, it felt almost like I needed to go through that process of dressing the role just to give myself the confidence enough to believe I could do the role, especially when it came to being a mom, putting on some heels and dressing and putting on sweaters and heels um, gave me that confidence to go, you, you got this, you know? And it just got to a point where I was relying too heavily on the stuff. And maybe, I mean, as I'm saying this, maybe that's where the shift happened. The confidence took over and the stuff was no longer needed. I kind of love that. So if you are struggling with consumption or shopping addiction, and maybe even if you're at that point where you're ready to shake free from it, that could be a sign that your confidence has taken over more than the stuff, you know? And I think this is such a backwards message for people in the minimalist space to share that maybe we need the stuff for a while, uh, or maybe the stuff actually can help us for a time, um, especially when we really have no clue what we're doing. Now I'm at a point that I understand that the stuff is not going to enhance my journey. I literally don't require anything to be a better mom or to be a good wife, to be a stable environment. Everything I require has been found with inside of me. That patience, that learning to apologize to my kids, learning to understand my husband and his needs and communicate my own could never be found in a pair of heels or a nice sweater, right? It's not there. It's all within us. But maybe, maybe that stuff was just a temporary cover-up or band-aid or crutch while I learned to grow that internal part of me. Because as much as we can look to external sources and see what other people are doing or look at how they operate, we really can never get a glimpse at what's going on inside, right? We never can feel the shifts that they're making inside. And that's where the real work happens. It is so much easier to go into your closet and get rid of the high heel shoes than it is to believe in yourself enough to not need the shoes anymore. If you're on this journey, if you're working through it with me, I just want you to know that, that you've got everything inside of you. Don't rush the process. It can feel so hard to build a whole new internal human. Like we, we reprogram ourselves in a lot of ways. I feel like I reprogrammed myself and like pulled some of my deleted programming out. Like I had deleted some of my programming or I covered it up. I didn't want people to know it was there. It feels like I removed it from the trash bin and then added in some new, better stuff. And it's so difficult because like I said, you know, it's so much easier to like hands on go shopping we're touching stuff, we're picking stuff up, we're putting on clothes, we're doing the physical work versus just kind of sitting in the internal work and making those shifts without being able to be hands-on. It's a tricky process. And that's why I've worked to try to create um, courses or coaching to 
help people kind of fuse these two together that you can do the physical outside stuff while doing the internal healing. Because whether we realize it or not, it can go hand in hand in, like I said, as simple as a wardrobe or for us, you know, downsizing and decluttering our house. So maybe ask yourself today, and this is a big ask. It's a weird, it's a weird one. I think I'm a weird declutterer. You know, other people will say, flip your hangers, or if you haven't worn it in a year, get rid of it. And I'm more like, what clothes are holding you back from stepping into the new version of you? Not what clothes do you need to buy to be the new version of you, but what do you need to let go of to stand strongly and firmly in who you are today? Is it letting go of the clothes that no longer fit that you keep feeling like when you were skinnier, that was a better version of you? That is crap. You know, is it letting go of the stuff that you wear because other people like the way it looks on you? I love seeing journeys like this. I love seeing healing take place like this, where people shed the image that they've been projecting to the world and embrace who they've always been. And we can really do that through the process of decluttering. We can go through our house and go like, oh my God, where am I faking it? Where have I decided that my house needs to look like home goods? Do I really like this decor? Do I love, do I like my live, laugh, love poster that much? Does it speak to me on a deep level or... Would I rather have like something splashy and artistic? It can be such a freeing, wonderful healing process to go through the letting go. So hopefully this kind of gave you some perspective and forgiveness to yourself. If you feel like you have used stuff as a crutch to get you through, it's cool. It's all good, you know? Being mad or angry at ourselves for the things we've accumulated or the credit card debt we've racked up yet again, it doesn't serve us. All we can do is decide to take steps forward and do better and understand that the stuff we have never actually adds anything to our life. It can maybe trick us for a while into believing more in ourselves or giving ourselves that boost of confidence that we need. But all that's actually happening is internal work, internal shifts. So if you're kind of thinking like the high heels, they do, they make me feel more confident. Is it the high heels or is it the fact that you just are forced to stand a little taller? So maybe just stand taller, practice, practice just standing taller and taking up space. Close your eyes and act like you've got heels on, even if you're doing it in your bare feet in a bathrobe. Can you cultivate that confidence on your own stuff free? I guarantee you can. I know you can. It might take some practice, but you can get there. And if you are actively working to create a better life for yourself, whether you're a single mom who's trying to figure out how to do this on your own and you have no freaking clue because you relied on a spouse or a partner for so long. You've got this. If you're like me and you're working to create a stable home and a happy marriage when you really haven't had anybody show you how to do it, 
got this. If you're maybe a, someone who was a stay-at-home mom and you're just stepping back into the workforce, oh man, what a weird transition and shift to make. But all of these things and anything I didn't mention where you're actively trying to better your life or be a better version of yourself, please give yourself credit for the amount of work that is taking place. Other people might look to your external successes, you know, like, wow, she still looks great after having three kids or her house is still so clean, even though she's a single mom or you know, oh, you got a promotion. Good for you. People will often look to our external signs as signs of success. And I want you to remember that those are not even signs. All the work that's happening is inside of you right now. And I hope you're giving yourself credit for all of it because it's harder work. The harder work is happening inside. And if you're doing it, you know that. So Use the stuff where you can, but understand at the end of the day, you don't really need any of it. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.